So it's not exactly a revelation that we tend to be much more sympathetic to struggles that we have personally gone through. So for example, if we have struggled with addiction, we can relate to other people that are struggling with the same thing and and feel bad for them and sympathize uh, with them and truly step into their shoes as opposed to looking down at them or or, kind of pitying them in some kind of uh, patronizing way. That's the right word. Right. So, or for example, we've struggled with uh, weight loss. So um, now somebody else who's struggling with weight loss, we also c- can relate to, or we've struggled with um, uh, high uh, blood sugar and, and cholesterol. We've struggled with uh, money. We've struggled with different things. Uh, you know, uh, I, I remember when I was working minimum wage. So, you know, I'll give you a, a tip. I'll, I'll help you out here. So that's a, a frequent um Kind of that's an obvious observation. Obviously, it can also turn uh, on itself, and sometimes we um, we so hate, uh, we so despise our own challenges and, and struggles that, on the contrary, we hate those people that are going through the same things that we have been through, and we do look down on them specifically because we look down on, on certain things in ourselves. So, for example, um, maybe. Uh, right, maybe it was such a, I hated the fact that I struggled with substance abuse. Uh, I hate that so much that uh, I don't want to think about it, right? And now I see somebody in the same situation. I just, I, I just despise the person, right? Or, or I think, you know, I figured it out. Why can't you figure it out, right? So we have these different kinds of attitudes, but what if we, they're obviously uh, that are primarily just the instinctual and they just kind of come about. What if we were to try to reason our way a little bit in this situation, what might we say? So, um, we could ask, what what is a rational foundation of um, of what we call empathy? Uh, of what we call stepping inside people's shoes? What can we really uh, uh, wrap our uh, wrap our minds around here, as opposed to just feeling? Because feeling wise, we understand. Even we say uh, uh, animals, they might be vicious and brutal the, most of the time, or a lot of the time, but to their own. Um, um, uh, what's the word? Not kids per se, to their own uh, offspring, right? They, they might be very kind. For example, a grizzly bear might rip our heads off if we uh, if we mess with uh, her or him, but that to, or her to, to her own offspring, to the baby grizzlies. Obviously, it's a whole different story. The same thing for the wolves, and the same thing for uh, plenty of other animals, killer whales, right? Maybe <laughs> so. Uh, we see that that's that's what we would call instinct. Uh, if we would it were to ask um, an animal such as this, what, why do you care about your young? The animal could not explain, as as far as it could possibly tell, aside from the fact that there's no language, but even there's no such concepts as as it would appear. It's an example uh, that the, there's a bird called the albatross, which is very very caring to its young, but only when the young are in its nest that it identifies as its own nest. And if the young falls out, the baby bird falls out, even if the, the, the baby bird is right near the nest, the, the parent albatross ignores it. doesn't exist. Only when the baby bird crawls back into the nest, then, ah, here you are. Let me feed you, yada, yada. But the baby bird could be screaming, crying, to so say at least, right by the nest. The, the parent doesn't care. So we say we can call that the heights of love and empathy if we want, or we can say that, uh, that there, there's impulses, that there's a stimuli that act upon uh, the the animal mind, as, as we would call it, and, and compelled to do certain things. So what if we were to apply our, our, our capacities of, of rationality and reason um, herein? What could we say? So we would say that um, a basic split that, that we appear to make is obviously that between 
myself and that which is not myself. Right? Why? Well, because that's presumably myself is what I have and, and everything else that has to come to me in my experience, which I might forget and I might not adequately mind and I might think that if something comes to me in my experience that is really, truly kind of uh, uh, out of this world, then it's really not part of my experience. But we really, if we pay attention to what we say, that might not really be the, the picture. So meaning, for example, we drink um, some nice uh, hot chocolate, right, if we do drink it. And uh, we feel that the, the, the heat, right, we feel the, the taste we feel the pleasure. This is what we call an experience. It, the, the word experience might not really be that useful as, as aside from just saying, from unifying all of these components, saying it's all the same thing. We can call it reality for, if we want. We just say it's, it's, it's reality. I feel the, the, the taste of the hot chocolate is reality. The, the, um, the temperature, uh, the, 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 the vibe, and so it's uh, all of it. It's reality, right? But now um, I, I, uh, I look outside and I see a tree, and I think, well, that's different, right? The hot chocolate is my reality. It's my experience. Well, that's a tree. It has nothing really to do with me. Or I look at the moon. Well, that's the moon. It has nothing to do with me. But again, we're, we're making kind of potentially uh, artificial, unsubstantiated dichotomies here, right? Or for example, we take, um, um, uh, let's say, a, a, a fork, right? Um, or, or the spoon, we mix the hot chocolate with the spoon, or the fork, fine. Take the fork, we press it into our hand, and we feel a, a sensation that we call pain, right? We feel pain. So nobody would say, no, that's not my experience. That's something just other than my experience, right? But we relax a little bit, and we still feel feel the point, but it's not painful. Do we say that that's now not a part of our experience? Excuse me. Now, something uh, that seemingly an obvious out here is to say that uh, it, the... The fork has impenetrability and extension, uh, right? And and when it makes contact with the impenetrability and extension of our hand, it, hard enough, it has it generates a sensation of pain. But that impenetrability and extension is not a part of our experience in itself. It's only when it makes contact with our bodies that it does. But the problem is that we don't see impenetrability. We think we do because we have it associated, but we don't. We see something other than it. So for example, we go to a modern art museum, we see a fork, right? And it says, touch me. We touch the fork, our hand goes right through. Why? Because it's a hologram. There's such things. They're super duper realistic. We're not saying that a real fork is a hologram, but it's just to acutely bring to mind that or clearly bring to mind the point that we see one thing and we touch another thing. So we can't say that prior to the sensation of touch, there was the impenetrability, and, and when it made contact with uh, our, our hand, it generated pain. Uh, we, we don't really have grounds for that. So we would say, no, it's the same thing, that, uh, even when it's not painful. It's also our experience. So if we were to, to again, not to draw these, these false dichotomies and say at a certain point it stops being our experience, that would extend to everything altogether. Again, no matter how grand, we think, okay, but... Uh, the, the moon, fine, but what about the the sun? That's not my experience. Why? At which point would we say it's not it's not our experience, right? Just like right here, it's also our experience. What about uh, the whole solar system? That's too big to be our experience. No, it's also our experience. What about what we call the whole universe? Also, also our experience. Excuse me, and so forth and so on. Right now, again, the typical uh, interpretation. Uh, that it, it, is that sure that it might be our experience, but it's in reference to that which is other 
than our experience in principle, qualitatively. But we also see that uh, th- this it introduces so many complexities and creates such a unbelievably mysterious uh, uh, worldview that it might also not be necessarily the best bet. Excuse me. And so instead, we might say that there's myself and um, and there's my experience, whether it's my experience is contemplating the stars, the cosmos, or my experience is drinking some hot chocolate or coffee, for that matter. Um, it's my experience. Right? So now my attitude towards my experience has to do with how I interpret it and how I understand it. Now, how can I understand it? One thing I can do is I can um, form a notion uh, of myself that is insulated and isolated from the rest of uh, reality uh, or experience. Again, by experience, we, we not necessarily the best word because we might tend to think, um, you know, again, that, that it means that it's not true or it's not real or it's subjective or something. This We're not saying that. We're just using a term to unify the sum total of, of, of any and all um Content that that has been, can is, or or can be, uh, or potent, or potentially, or or is happening right now, right? So we can call it X. But again, just to use the, the word, we can say experience. So we would say, I can form a notion of myself that is is very distinct and and um, in particular in the face of the rest of the content that that I have available. So for example, I can say, okay, I know about um, trees, and I know about stars, and I know about uh, the hot chocolate and about coffee and I know about my neighbor and I know about my friend and I know about my family member and I know about, um, you know, the, my, my job. I know of these things, but me, I'm none of those things. I'm something other than all of that. What what am I? Well, let's see. I have desires. That's that's naturally, instinctually my number one priority. Right? I have desires. I want what I want. If, if In principle, I want to see my desire satisfied, even beyond getting the specific thing that 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 I happen to want. I just want it satisfied. So, for example, I want um, a deal. Maybe I don't even care so much about the fact about what I'm I'm gonna get. I just want to win this this deal. And after I get the object, I might toss it in the trash. I want to win for its own sake. I want to attain my desire for its own sake. Right? I'm trying to uh, not let anybody. Um, uh, which I'm gonna call it margin to traffic before me. Why is it? Because rationally, uh, I calculated. Oh, this is gonna really delay my commute. Maybe, but probably not. Probably just because I don't want that feeling of having of somebody having bested me, somebody having taken advantage of me, of nu- having nullified my desires. Right. So that's that. Maybe the foundation of my n- natural instinctual identity is what is it that I happen to want. Right. So now again, I'm I'm a little baby. The foundation of my identity is, well, I don't have an identity, but now I just have stimuli, and, and I'm simply reacting to stimuli. My tummy hurts, cry. Too cold, cry. Too hot, cry, so forth and so on. I'm a little kid now. I, I do have some desires. I want to build the, the blocks without them collapsing. If they do collapse, I'm crying. I want a toy that advertisers have sneakily, 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 whatever the word is, have succeeded in making me want. Right? I, I saw the advertisement on, on YouTube t- 10 times. Now I really want this toy. That's I just want it, period. I'm going to cry. I'm going to scream. Whatever the case may be. So this is my life, is, is my desires. I don't want to go to school. I, I do want to do this. I don't want to do that. Right? Now I grow up and likewise, uh, I have my set of desires and I have my kind of uh, mechanisms to protect myself against the 
many threats in the world that can make me feel bad, can make me feel small, like a nothing, like a nobody that can go against my desires, which in principle I don't want. So basically, I've created a, a, a kind of um, concept uh, of self uh, that is is unique, uh, is unique, right? It's custom tailored to the unique threats that that I I've had in my environment, to the unique um, threats to self esteem and and physically, obviously as well, and to the unique desires that I have, and to the unique kind of psychological story and drama that, that I need to tell myself, if I if I do say anything to myself at all, I might, I might not even have that degree of consciousness, but, but whatever the case may be. So I've created this concept, and now I consider that to be myself, right? I consider that, that aspect of experience to be myself in the face of everything else that I can possibly experience and come across, excuse me, and think about. So now, any and all other experiences, I am relating back to this narrow sense of self. So for example, I I think about the the big universe and I'm thinking how what impact does this have on this identity of mind that I have of being such and such person? Will it make me feel bad or good? Maybe there being a big universe will help me forget my problems I like it. Maybe I saw a video on it. I'm going to like the video. Maybe it made me feel small and insecure today, so I don't like it. I'm going to dislike the video. How will this person relate to me? Is this person agreeing with me and affirming what what I have to say and uh, making me feel like I'm righteous and and special and important? I like the person. Are they not? Are they kind of against what I believe, what I have to say? Are they making me a little self-conscious? Are they not very nice? I dislike the person. Let me dislike their, their stuff if it's on the internet or like it conversely, right? And so forth and so on. And the same thing, obviously, for everything all together, food, uh, is this food making me feel good or bad? Do I want this food or not? Um, do I want this cell phone or not? Do I want this clothing or not? Do I want this car or not? Uh, continually, I'm relating everything, everything that, that I experience to this narrow concept of myself that I have formulated. Right? Now, we asked originally uh, as to the, the question of uh, true empathy and stepping into people's shoes. Right? We said that um, it's much easier to step into people's shoes uh, whose struggles we can identify with. So here we, we would ask, what is a rational conception of, of, uh, of empathy that's not strictly... Um, instinctual and emotional. So we would say it might well be to conceptually reformulate our sense of self to include uh, other, to include what we call others, right? Meaning I see that initially I just had myself. It wasn't differentiated in this way. I did not think I am the one who likes this and doesn't like that. And I am the one who needs to say this story about him or herself and have these kinds of uh, notions in mind. I didn't have any of that, right? I just had myself with stimuli. Sure, again, too hot, too cold, the baby, but um, not not much, right? So I say that I formed this concept of self, right? I may not remember a time before I had it, but there was such a time, we say, and there could be such a time when it's different, right? And in fact... It might even subtly change, and because I'm always in the present, I'm not really recording these things or noting them, I may not even notice, but now maybe I want something different than I wanted before, and I have a very different experience of what it's like to be me. Now I have um, kind of, (coughs) excuse me, changed uh, a belief of mine, and it's also very different uh, to be me. Excuse me. So basically, I see that this uh, 
this this contingent self, meaning this changeable self, not not my real self, which was there and is there, uh, and we hope will be there, right? No, but, but my contingent self, it's it's very much variable, and consequently, I can meddle with it and and expand it. I can expand it, meaning I can go from thinking well, I am only the one who requires. Uh, 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 requires five-star service at, at the restaurant and requires a certain kind of bed to sleep on and a certain kind of lifestyle and a certain kind of job. Uh, it, that th- This is me. Two, I am the one that feels uh, uh, interest, that, that has interest in, let's say, the community, right? In, in, in my family first, we will say. And in my, in my community, in my country, in the world, right? In, in the, as it concerns the concept of, of humanity altogether. So if I can see that, that I can be flexible like this in my sense of self, when I encounter another person, I can suppose that, uh, that person to be simply another such uh, uh, contingent self as I take myself to be. It's basically me from a different angle, from a different point of view. I cannot meet uh, the way myself from even yesterday, never mind a year ago. Right? For some mysterious reason, this mysterious principle of individuation, to so say, I can only ever be uh, uh, a single contingent self at a time. Uh, so again, right now I am the one who likes um, vanilla ice cream, before I can be only vanilla ice cream, before I can be the one who likes chocolate ice cream, I need to not like vanilla ice cream. It's possible to like both, but we're saying in this example, I just like we're counting to get to three, we need to first get rid of two. And we need to get rid of one. So one, two, three. We can't have one, two, three at the same time. Or at least if one person is counting, we would need two people for that to say one and two and three at the same time or three people. So it's the same thing, right? I need to, to not like vanilla ice cream anymore to get to, or whatever he said, to get the chocolate ice cream. But uh, 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 when it comes to what I call other people, I can meet somebody that likes chocolate ice cream while I like vanilla ice cream. I can meet myself, basically, uh, in a different... Um, uh, I can meet a different version of myself is probably the shorthand way to, to say what we mean here. All right, so consequently, if I do that, then uh, 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 my relationship to other people will be... These are, this is myself. These are alternate versions, uh, to so say, of myself. Uh, and, and, and consequently, I treat other people exactly as I do myself, but with the, the uh, not the stipulation, but in light also the fact that I address uh, the, the needs and concerns first and foremost of wh- whoever is at the center of my attention, whoever is, is closest at hand. Right? So let's say I have a mouth and I have a hand. So that it makes sense that the hand that I have is going to feed the mouth that is closest to it first. It's not going to go, it's not going to ignore that mouth and just go find some other mouth somewhere. No, these attributes are together. They take care of each other, right? So it stands to reason that uh, my first responsibility is myself, is what I call myself, my contingent self, the development of that sense of self and its perfection in all of that, but it's just because it's, it so happens that it's at the forefront of my attention. Again, via some mysterious uh, uh, individuation principle. It's at the forefront of my attention, attention, but it's not to say that it's qualitatively more important than any other such contingent sense of self. And any other self that I encounter, I essentially treat as myself. But, again, in, in, in not forgetting the fact that this is a sense of self that to whom my responsibilities might uh, not be alike to those responsibilities that I ought have toward my particular contingent self, 
right? But in fact, there might be greater. So for example, if I'm a, a, a real parent, I don't just say, you know, I am a parent and these are my children, but really the real kind of fundamental reality is I'm such and such person. I have a career. I have a family. I have a personal life. And uh, my children are, are part of the show, right? They're, they're part of the, uh, the, the John Doe, the Jane Doe show. Uh, the, the real parent says, not, not even says, but feels that he or she has being in and through uh, his or her children. Right? The, 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 ch- the child is me. Is me is is again not entirely not the contingent me because that's called in, that's called narcissism right when we say oh yeah, yeah everybody likes chocolate ice cream just like me everybody likes uh, mystery uh, thriller uh, romantic fiction comedies uh, movies or books or whatnot that's called narcissism and uh, and self absorption we're talking in a different way we're saying the child is me in that fundamental way in the uh, ontological associate underlying way. The contingencies are obviously different, although they're also very close here, which is special, meaning it's also genetic, genetically, genetic relational or, or uh, for adoptive relation, whatever the case may be. But uh, it would say um, in that way, right? This is me. And consequently, the, the parent may say, accordingly, my responsibilities are first and foremost to my child above myself. Uh, and my responsibilities are first to me above my neighbor, Right? Usually, normatively speaking, certainly above a person that I meet on the train to work during my commute, if I have a commute. But as it concerns my child, my responsibilities are first to my child, meaning I'm willing to throw away my everything to, to secure the best possible end for my child. That's a real parent. So that also can happen, right? Or, or the same thing can happen for a spouse. It can happen for a friend. It can happen for a more distant family member, right? So we see how malleable the, these are instances where we see how malleable that sense of self really is and how it can transform and transfigure itself to where we feel that we can, excuse me, merge with another person, excuse me, such as our spouse, such as our children, such as our siblings, such as our very good friends, right? But such merging, of course, is special and it's rare and it requires... It requires work, right? Generally speaking, unless it is instinctual and, and, and neurotic and, and emotional, meaning uh, there's obviously people that are, are not exactly the, the picture of, uh, of pristine mental health and they just melt into wh- whoever they see. They, they, they can't differentiate their own self from anybody else, right? Oh, you, you, you know, uh, you're, um, you know, I can't live without you, that kind of stuff. So we're not talking about that out of weakness and out of insanity. We're talking about out of rationality and out of healthiness, the, the very other opposite end of the spectrum here of being so healthy that we can make our contingent self invisible, of being so strong that we don't need to to uh, hang on to, to anything particular about the, the the self that is at the forefront of our attention. Oh, my nose, my eyes, my uh, my talents, my this, my that. All right. So in that case, when it's done in a healthy way, we see that we can merge adequately with other people, meaning we can take them into our sense of self and consider them on par with our own particular sense of self. Not say, my body is more important than yours. My preferences are more important than yours. My desires are more important than yours. No, we're, we're uh, equal on, on equal footing. And it's strictly responsibility that determines how I am 
to relate to you. Again, I might be your your more important and all your desires are more important than mine, such as if you're my child or my spouse, might be less because it's not my responsibility to go and, and pay your mortgage when I just met you on, on the train. And I just like I wouldn't want you to pay my mortgage if I just met you on the train. Typically speaking, pranks for YouTube or something exempted. Uh, right? But um, essentially, it's it's the, it's the same thing. So that that's an, an idea there. I'd say that's the uh, rational foundation we can perhaps uh, consider as it concerns real empathy and understanding of, of other people uh, as opposed to simply uh, having a special corner in our heart for those people that have went through the same things as we have, right, or or, uh, or the opposite of hating those people, right, because that's, again, all selfishness. That's, again, living in that uh, low bodily psychological reality and then contingently taking other people in as is convenient for us. So, again, uh, I am defined by my struggles, I'm defined by my heroic journey, uh, it, you know, I'm defined by, by this and that, and if I can see it in you, right, then, it, you know, we, we can form a special club, us against the world, two struggling people uh, against the, uh, the world, and this kind of, th- these kinds of stories, and these kinds of psychological dramas, and this kind of vanity, and, and self-love, and who knows what, so we, we don't want to do that, we want to be uh, impartial, and uh, as appropriate, and and to not into as opposed to um, constantly be thinking about some kind of something to do with us like this, right? I'm the one who went through this and has this story. Just again, view ourselves in the same way we view anybody else. View anybody else as we do ourselves, with the stipulation and and not forgetting that our responsibilities have to be rationally um, doled out. All right, and normally our responsibilities to the the this the immediately present self to develop it maximally uh we we see a person on the street we don't say oh i have to go and 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 wake you up in the morning at the right time and put you through your workout and, and make sure that you're being productive no we have to do that for ourselves or something along those lines right what we call ourselves but it's because of responsibility it's not because of, of vanity and self-love if another person takes the spot uh, of that preeminent self such as our child or again could be our good friend could be our sibling then that then that person becomes what we were to ourselves before in this way so that's uh, uh, some ideas there should we say those are some ideas there which we can think about thank you for listening